0: Welcome to today's episode of Juice Numbers, Your Statistics, and Sports
1: Podcast. I'm one of your hosts,
0: Joshua Tracy.
1: And I'm Corwin Heller.
0: And welcome to the Thursday episode of the show. We have now been doing Monday episodes, so it almost feels kind of redundant. But we are uh, hopefully going to be picking them back up after the Super Bowl ends because our Sundays are currently for football, uh, which is what we are here to talk about today. Uh, Corwin Heller, are you ready to dive in to the divisional round? Uh, of this past week's NFL football games.
1: Well, yes, yes, I
0: am. Now let's get down to brass tacks, starting with the first game of the Slate, and that was the Saturday game. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars, in which the Chiefs eked out a victory, 27-20, to 20, in what is, I think, a light, slightly wonkier game than we were all expecting. Um, at no point did the Chiefs trail the game They were tied for a brief moment, um, about six minutes of of gameplay by the clock, um, with the Chiefs leading the rest of the game, but still uh, a little bit tighter than I think I was kind of expecting this to be, although part of the reason for that, Patrick Mahomes getting an ankle injury midway through the game. Uh, Corwin, tell me your impression of this game.
1: Uh, I must admit, seeing uh Patrick Mahomes still be a you know arguably top five quarterback, uh, with uh, <laughs> I saw on Twitter nineteen ninety nine Dan Marino mobility, um was both hilarious and disheartening, um disheartening yeah. because it it's gonna be hard to beat him over the next you know twenty years, um Jaguars played to their talent level. Uh, I think they just kind of got outclassed by a good defense that matched up well against them. Uh wasn't able to stop uh you know a very good offense until Patrick Mahomes got hurt. And I think for the team they were last year with the first overall pick. The light years ahead that they have jumped forward this season and the trajectory they're now on. This was a fantastic game because you did hold in there against a very good team. Um, it's uh, it was a good game, I enjoyed watching it.
0: Yeah, this really, you know, does show it, the, the testament to coaching uh, on both ends. Coaching from the Jaguars really to be here in the first place. Um, you know, certainly personnel differences, uh. Are, are in between the two Jaguars teams between last year and this year. But the, the biggest difference is by far the coaching staff Um, and coaching on the, the uh, chief side for actually navigating this game, because not just were you able to play to Patrick Mahomes limited mobility in the second quarter and then remainder of the game. uh, Chad Hemi also came in and not just didn't suck was actively good, uh, not good in a way that you'd be like, Oh, Chad Henney is going to be a starting quarterback next season. Backup. Good. But like still five for seven, 23 yards, a touchdown and a quarterback rating of one fifteen. Basically that's, that's pretty damn good. Seven pass attempts. You know, again, didn't light up the world, 23 yards, but I mean, backup. Great. Uh, you know, how Patrick Mahomes, 22 for 30, it's 195 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks, quarterback rating of 112.5. On the other side of the ball, kind of a weird game for Trevor Lawrence, 24 for 39, uh, 217 yards, one touchdown, one interception, two sacks, a quarterback rating of 74.4. This is... Still a marked improvement over the holistic view of his last game, in which the first half was Nathan Peterman-esque dog shit, and the second half was, oh wow, look at how good this man is at football. Um, but still kind of a relatively middling performance on the whole. Um and I think a little more consistency is needed to be to be shown from him. Uh although clearly the flashes that he's able to put out there are strong enough that the got the Jaguars is fucking far in the first place.
1: Yeah, and you definitely have high hopes for him moving forward because of what you've seen both throughout the end of the season and in the playoffs. So definitely not a, even though it was not a great showing, it is a showing you will happily take.
0: Very much so. Uh, Huge days from uh, Isaiah Pacheco, 95 yards on the ground along with uh, a receiving touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey having just another ludicrous postseason, 98 yards on 14 receptions, two touchdowns. So ridiculous. Um, on the Jaguars side of things, Travis Etienne led the way on the ground, 62 yards and a rushing touchdown. Uh, in the air, Zay Jones, five receptions for 83 yards, although uh, Christian Kirk collected the only passing touchdown of the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was it's, it's, it's always interesting to see these types of games because it, it, while the outcome is, of course, what we all kind of expected, the manner in which we got there, boy, howdy, not what I think any of us thought would have gone down. Um, what I think is most impressive from the game is the number of long drives that the chiefs had uh in terms of sheer play volume the jaguars had a single drive in which they had double digit quantity of plays uh it was and funny enough it was their uh one of their two field goals um in the uh the second quarter well their only field goal of the second quarter but one of the two field goals which took place in the second quarter they had a, an 11 drive play that chewed up 3 minutes and 27 seconds of clock the first three drives that the chiefs took each were over 10 plays. It was a 12 play drive for a touchdown, six minutes off the clock. And then an 11 minute play drive that chewed up five minutes, 55 seconds of clock touchdown. Uh, and then a 12 play drive that they started on their own two yard line, six minutes and five seconds touchdown. So just in those three possessions, they amassed 17 points and chewed up eighteen minutes of this game, which is
1: nuts. Yes. Um that's one, kind of one,
0: that over a fourth of the game was those three drives. Which, Almost a third.
1: If you're a team that, you know, is in the lead and is able to both pass the ball throw the ball, you can Use that to your advantage and really chew through clock and prevent the other team from, you know, winning. We've seen teams not be able to do that in recent huge lead blows. I am forgetting uh, the term for it, but uh, I honestly don't remember watching this and thinking, wow, they're really chewing time off the clock. It was just kind of the slow, you know, death by a thousand cuts.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we all get excited over the, the big chunk plays because they are rarer and do significant good, whereas the the five, six-yard plays aren't nearly as enticing, though obviously very important. And that's clearly what the Chiefs showed the ability to do. You know, a, 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 a really good team will, will get a, a handful of 15 to 25-yard plays. A great team, though, is never going to take less than four. You know, like mm-hmm. they, 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 they will always get the yardage needed to convert the down. um, And it, that's really, I mean, what the Chiefs do so well when we talk about just being able to I mean, find ways to win is this type of shit, you know, just burning, burning through clock. Uh, Third down conversions, uh, Jacksonville 7-for-13, Kansas City 6-for-12. Interesting. Actually, I don't recall many missed third down conversions from Kansas City, but apparently they missed six of them. Go fucking figure. No, either. Yeah. Yeah, the yardage count doesn't look very different. You know, the the Jags amassed 349, the Chiefs 362, so 13 more yards is kind of whatever the the turnover counter is is where things look a little bit different two to, 2 to 2 to 2 to none is a pretty significant difference um especially when i if i recall correctly the chiefs managed to score on both of those uh turnovers but yeah um so the the jags get 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 knocked out uh and how do we feel about them heading into next season
1: really great i think that they are far and away, you know, one of the brightest teams for the future. I think Doug Peterson has a completely overhauled culture in that building. I think they have a young core offensively and defensively to build around, and there's no reason to expect them dropping off at all.
0: Yeah, they um also, I was wrong. The it Jags interception to the Chiefs did not result in uh, a score it was a punt my bad Uh, yeah the, the Jags uh, currently have a 25 the, the 25th overall pick in the draft and that's just nuts to consider the fact that they had the first overall pick in the draft last season Um, there's no reason to expect less from this team especially with the division that they're in which we've talked about before the division's really really bad if anything the division might be getting worse as I you got to look at the Colts with kind of a side eye and wonder what's happening there I don't exactly expect the Texans to be taking a huge leap forward next season. They might, uh, but it'd be pretty surprising. So there might be additional room for the Chiefs to, the Chiefs, the the Jags to uh, soak up a few more wins and maybe take that division a little bit more convincingly, especially with depending on how the Titans do, which is always a question mark. Uh, we'll talk about the Chiefs more in a second as we get to their next matchup. But uh, moving on over to the second game of the Saturday slate, uh, Eagles-Giants, Eagles host of the Giants, the first seed eagles uh and uh, what a shit game uh the eagles just railed railed the giants uh 38 to 7 oof uh the eagles scored 14 points in the first and second quarter <laughs> heading into the locker room 38 to nothing The Giants managed to scramble together a a singular Matt Breda rushing touchdown uh, and then immediately got outscored 10 to nothing in the fourth quarter for the final score. Uh, Ouch.
1: It was not a competitive game.
0: No. And it will show right here uh, Daniel Jones, 15 for 25, 135 yards, no touchdowns, an interception five sacks and a uh, quarterback rating of 53.8 as well as six rushing attempts for 24 yards. Jalen Hurts on the other side of the ball, 16 for 24, 154 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, one sack, quarterback rating of 112.2 and nine rushes for 34 yards and a touchdown. Uh he did fumble the ball. Each quarterback fumbled the ball once but did not lose either fumble. Um we talked about Daniel Jones last week after his heroic performance against the, the Vikings. Uh, I posited that it was the best performance of his career. This has got to be the low light of at least the season, at least, I mean, that's, this is a rough one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't have his game log for the entire season in front of me. So I'm not going to say, Hey, numbers wise, it was without a doubt, the worst game of the season.
0: Uh, I but, do have his game log in front of me. It was, without a doubt, was. numbers-wise, the worst game of his season.
1: <laughs> Good. Uh, and then, I guess to add on, on top of that, the context of what they needed to do, what was asked of him, and what he's just coming off of, it's a pretty fucking unbelievably awful showing. Um, Worst-case scenario, for pretty much, like, this was the first-half Trevor Lawrence-type game. Didn't have the turnovers, but well, as many turnovers, but my goodness, it kind of took out any opportunity for them to come back and and be a part of this game. They had a single
0: drive that went beyond 40 yards. It was the drive in which they went 88 yards for a touchdown. No other drive eclipsed 35. 35 is the next most yards they managed to put together. And it really shows when you look at the I mean the time of possession. They they barely held on to the ball at all because they were constantly getting three and outed. Uh Philly had the ball eleven minutes longer of game time than the Giants did. Twenty-four to about thirty-six. Jesus. Yeah, I, I cause I mean the, the Giants have several drives here. They got three and outed at the end of the third quarter. Sorry, second quarter. Um, in a drive that took twenty-six seconds. <laughs> They, you know, they like, like, done. it's it's nuts. Their, their longest drive again. If you take out the the touchdown drive, their next longest drive is is the opening drive of the game, which was four minutes and twenty seven seconds. And you know, you need to be able to chew off clock, even or or be able to hold onto the ball to prevent the other team from being on the field, even if that doesn't necessarily result in you scoring, just to give your defense a break. Mm-hmm. Giants did not do that. And, you know, that kind of fatigue, granted, it didn't end up ultimately mattering in the second half of the game because the Giants were basically already out of it, but uh, it hurts you. It hurts you real bad. Uh, Philly on the other side of things. uh, Great. All around great. The only drive for them that kind of sucked was the drive. Funny enough, that they started uh, in the Giants half of the field. They started their third drive of the first quarter on the Giants 46 and managed to go three negative three yards and punt outside of that. That was the, the one bad drive in between uh sandwich between four touchdown drives, two touchdowns, a punt, two touchdowns, uh, just, just
1: their team slaughter. is, uh, yeah, their team is just going to slaughter people. They are so complete, so deep, uh, they are built for the long haul uh, the next couple of years. Um, and I am, I am really hoping that I don't want to say I'm really hoping, but I, I guess I expect the NFC championship game to be an absolute bloodbath. We'll get to I'm, it, but I know
0: I'm excited to talk about it because well. I, I have the same hope. Yeah. That's the thing. I have not watched a single Eagles game all season. Cause I just, I just don't care. Um, and I was looking forward to seeing like why I I had the gut feeling, the internalized feeling that they were overrated. And I was looking for something to justify that. And no, I mean, no, they, their Jalen hurts is yeah. a, is a really good passer. Their running game is great. Their O-line is great. Their receivers are great. Their defense is great. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they do everything so fucking well. It's, I was, I was just talking with uh, our friend Pete the other day was a big giants fan. Uh, and, uh, we we were both much to both of our dismay talking about how amazing this Eagles team was, and we both were in agreement that this this is a better Eagles team than the Eagles team that won the Super Bowl. Like this, uh, oh yeah, this is the best Eagles team, maybe maybe in Eagles history.
1: I believe it. Um, the the, the the O the... four
0: McNabb season or the 0-6, whichever season they went to the Super Bowl with McNabb. That that's the only one that comes maybe comes kind of close to it. Right. But this team is like
1: nuts. I would say I know quarterback is what took that last team to the Super Bowl to an extent, uh the play of Carson Wentz and uh Big Nick, Dick, Foles. Nick Foles. Um that is kind of close here. I think he's been playing really well, Jalen Hurts, but you know, I don't want to I don't fucking remember how how good he was playing uh, Carson Wentz in that year. I know he was an MVP favorite. Whatever. Regardless, I think depth along all other positions, this is a better team.
0: I I I Jalen Hurts's passing stats don't pop off the page, but that's largely because they're the team is built in such a way that he doesn't have to be like some strict pocket passer the way that a guy like Nick Foles is. Nick Foles was no threat on the ground. um, Mm -hmm. And so kind of had to cut his teeth and make his bread being in the pocket, whereas Jalen Hurts just doesn't fucking have to be. And what differentiates Jalen Hurts' ground game or the Eagles' ground game around Hurts from some of the other ground game teams or other teams that have these kind of versatile quarterbacks is that their running backs are also really fucking good. Kenneth Gainwell... 112 yards that's a lot oh also miles sanders had 90
1: so they're two boston scott continued his uh history of absolutely slaughtering the giants
0: only good against the giants 32 yards on the touchdown um but those two running backs combined 200 fucking yards like that's nuts
1: and the Giants have a good defensive line. Or at least have good pieces along the defensive line.
0: I know. And you add in the other two rushers who are Jalen Hurts and Boston Scott. That's another 66 yards. And each of those guys collected a touchdown as well. I, I mean, <laughs> it's just so nuts.
1: Here's uh, this season, Boston Scott against the New York Giants. Uh, yes. Nine rushes, 54 yards, and a touchdown six rushes 33 yards and a touchdown and then in the playoffs six rushes 32 yards and a touchdown he had one other touchdown the entire season
0: yeah um if you look at his hold on i want his uh, per team splits okay yeah the giants the new york giants uh His yards per game against the Giants is 51.8. He's got a career 414 yards against the Giants. He doesn't have more than 178 yards against anybody else. Nobody else. Nobody else he has 200 yards against. The Giants, 415 yards. Nine touchdowns. He doesn't have three. Three is the next highest he has out of every other team. Three. Nine against the Giants. I I mean... Receiving yards, two hundred twenty-two receiving yards against the Giants. He doesn't have more than forty against anybody else. I'm oh, sorry, uh, he has one hundred eleven against the Redskins or the um, uh, Commanders now. Um, which makes that half half. He kills the Giants. Oh, and ten receiving touchdowns. Oh my God, he so he's nineteen touchdowns total against the 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 Giants. Oh, man it's just it's just hilarious it's quite funny that's just that's just amazing um yeah uh i got lost um so the the giants complete like non-competitiveness because that's the thing about the bye week i guess it's a little bit less of a conversation this year as in previous years because only one team gets a bye now so There's just less opportunity to talk about it, but it always feels like the team either comes out Mm -hmm. well-rested, hungry, and raring to go, or you come out a little bit rusty. And the Eagles certainly did not come out rusty. Um, but fucking for the ages So, uh, the the Giants now uh, are eliminated. They own the uh, 26th pick in the draft. Uh, What do you think about this Giants team going forward?
1: Uh, I have an incredible amount of faith in Brian Dable. Um, I have incredibly little faith in Daniel Jones. Um, I don't know who they continue on with after this season. I know Brian Dable will be there. I don't know who they plan on having a quarterback going into the 2023 season, Um, but I don't see why he can't keep building this team. They don't have a lot of talent. It should be relatively easy for them with a coach like that and with certain aspects of their team built up already to add key members to that team and really improve.
0: I, I'm i still of the opinion that the Giants have to roll with Daniel Jones into next season. I, I still think that is the right decision. And part of okay. that is because of how good of a coach it appears that Brian Dable is. Mm-hmm. Because if you can rely on this guy, then let's give Daniel Jones like, you know, if it's not The team's really good, and we've got a coach for this situation. Like you might look at Mike Vrabel and be like, "Are you a good coach, or does all the pieces there for what you do?" You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I doesn't it doesn't seem like that yet. So if you say, "Okay, let's bolster up some other areas, let's address everything that's not the quarterback," like in the draft, in free agency, we'll give Daniel Jones another. We'll give him, you know, like a two, three-year contract, but we'll just give them like the next year something that's manageable that can be moved on from, or even if, like I, I don't think he would take a one-year deal, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um then you can play it out and see how it goes, and then you can try to address this maybe next offseason, whether that's via the draft or um via free agency, either way. I I don't know. I I, I have a hard time introducing too many big new variables into the situation and I think the stability at the position might be at this point more valuable than a marginal upgrade because what do you what do you do if you change out the quarterback next season and the Giants suck like if you get a, 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 what seems like an upgrade at the position but then the Giants are worse like do you say the quarterback play didn't fit the style of the team or do you start blaming the the coach and the GM who are both pretty <sighs> new? you know what I mean
1: I mean yeah I don't think you can, in this situation, blame the coach and the GM. I mean, uh, they're new, yes, but they have a very good track record of success. Um, at least, you know, I, I don't know why I would say at least the past two stops they've had have been very fucking good. They've complete he completely transformed uh, Josh Allen i think he has done absolute wonders with daniel jones after pretty much everyone in the world has written him off um i don't think you could put that on on brian dable if if whoever they get to replace if they replace daniel jones uh doesn't pan out
0: all right um We will talk about the Eagles again momentarily as we get to the NFC Championship game matchup. Uh, That brings us to Sunday's game, the first game of which was the uh, Bills Bengals game, uh, which was hosted by the Bills after their less than convincing win against the Dolphins and the Bengals' uh, much more convincing win. And the Bengals came out on top. And what it was, uh, I think, a little bit of a surprise. I I say little bit because I'm not sure it's too much of a surprise. Bengals ended up winning twenty-seven to ten. They uh, got an early lead in in uh, what I believe was their opening drive and just never looked back. Uh, Bills never really got it together. Uh, Josh Allen collected a single rushing touchdown as the only touchdown of the game for the Bills and uh, a real fucking stinker uh, yeah, with home field advantage in your home element of snow. Uh, For for Buffalo, the the lines for the quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, 23 for 36, 242 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, one sack quarterback rating of um, 101.9 and six rushing attempts for 31 yards. Josh Allen, 25 for 42, 20, 265 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, a sack, a quarterback rating of 68.1, eight rushes for 26 yards and a touchdown. Uh so I actually did not get the chance to watch this game. Uh I was busy
1: with friends. Oh, Oh, how dare you. Horrible existence. You're a bad person.
0: Uh, So Corwin, tell me what I missed with this.
1: Um Frankly, I I think what everything in this came down to uh was the Bills are just a better team. The Bills are better. They are. I think they are. Oh Even sorry the... the Bengals are okay team. fuck me um it it really did seem like that i i have a lot of reasons to dislike the Bengals and believe me i still do um but they're a really really well built team and I I think they have an incredibly good chance to beat the, the Chiefs next week and go four for four against them in the Joe Burrow era.
0: We'll talk more about that in a moment. Um, sure. The supporting staff, Joe Mixon, 20 rushes for 105 yards, one touchdown. Uh, the largest receiver uh, for the Bengals this game, Jamar Chase. Uh Five receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Hayden Hurst also collected a touchdown on five receptions and 59 yards. The Bills, just a whole bunch of oof. Uh, Their best rusher was Josh Allen with 26 yards. Mm -hmm. Devin Singletary collected 24. That's the best guy with an RB next to his name. Their lead receiver was Dawson Knox. Uh, Five receptions, 65 yards. Obviously no touchdown there. Um, much has been made about Stefan Diggs and his behavior. So just to throw his stat line out there, four receptions for 35 yards. Uh, I, it really is such an abysmal performance from the team. Um, and it, it maybe it's a little bit of just like the era that in, in makes room for a little bit more hype around the prospect of eventually being good you know i i think a lot of people want to be on the an early adopter of uh a legacy for for mm-hmm. some athletes and i'm not sure. trying to downplay josh allen too much because he's a great quarterback and we talked about in the past how incredibly wrong we were about him being drafted as high as he was but this is the kind of game that makes you go oh how good is this team and how much can we rely on Josh Allen to be the guy? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about <sighs> uh, about Joshie boy?
1: I think I think he could still be as he has shown an incredibly gifted quarterback. I think he needs to have talent around him which By and large, he does. Um, And the way he plays the game, he can definitely take over with his legs and his arm and the things that he's able to do. Um, I think a big key for him needs to be not trying to force too many things because I think he starts making mistakes under pressure and not, you know, pressure from the defensive line, just internalized pressure. And I think those mistakes are what causes him to play the way he does, which is, frankly, not well oftentimes in these big games.
0: Yeah. um, It's been a kind of a a very up-and-down year for him. You know he his performance against Pittsburgh this year was his his high water mark uh, four hundred twenty four yards four touchdowns one interception and quarterback rating of one thirty four point one, and then there's sort of the performances like he had against the Jets this year. These just so happened to be our teams. I'm not cherry picking. Um, mm. Where he had two hundred five yards no touchdowns two interceptions and a quarterback rating of forty six point eight, uh, and five sacks and like. Look, that there's other bad games scattered about and other good games scattered about in here. And that's kind of my point is that it is kind of all over the place. It is kind of up and down and a little bit more than I think we would be expecting of a guy that we have ascribed so much um, like gravitas to. And in a way that other quarterbacks that we associate Josh Allen with don't have. Like I'm looking at Joe Burrow's spread of like quarterback rating games, and there is not nearly the spread in that performance as there is in Josh Allen's. And that's again, not to say Josh Allen is bad. We know he's not bad. But mm-hmm. it's it was a weirdly inconsistent year for him that is kind uh I don't want to say troubling, but I don't know, maybe recasting some light up in the situation of Buffalo.
1: Yeah. I agree. Well said. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure as hell not going to bet against him next year. Yeah, the,
0: I'm looking at just some of the other like big top line stat shit from the game, and uh, it really just it, none of it's overly interesting. It's just the Bills did bad, the Bengals did good. There's there's no chief core takeaways from here. Mm-hmm. yeah just the boy buffalo didn't do so hot it's like yeah no I, I can uh can see that yeah yeah no i can see that real clear
1: i definitely think there's too much being made of the whole stefan Diggs storming out drama i don't think that's much of anything
0: i was talking to pete about this too i think so too like i think i understand that we all expect more from the from athletes in these situations because it is kind of part of what you get paid to do is to go up there and eat a bunch of shit after a loss but like Mm -hmm. fuck man i think if that was most of us we'd all do the same thing like it's there's no one there's nobody who hates losing more than an athlete and we might all sit here as fans of sports and talk about how much we hate losing and we do hate losing our livelihoods and like our bones are not dependent upon whether we win or lose games uh where that is our day in day out and we like torture our bodies and psyche to do it you know like they're gonna feel it more and that's why i do have you know a ton of respect for the dudes who are able to have such unlimited composure to where they can go up there and just eat crow like no one's fucking business after a loss but that's a real fucking skill like that's not easy you know and i, I agree i agree that like what stefan diggs did is probably not the right thing blah blah blah, blah. but like i it doesn't bother me that much like it's a human moment it's very understandable
1: mm-hmm. i agree with you uh, i can't say i know for certain how I would react in that situation because I haven't seen my team knocked out of the NFL playoffs three years in a row and had to stand there and watch confetti fall and all of that shit. Um, but God, yeah. The fact that where we're at is just fucking yelling at players for showing emotion is just so 30 years ago so 20 years ago so just outdated
0: yeah it's lame is what it is it's if you're a grown man and let's be honest let's be honest folks most of you fucking people complaining about this shit you don't even watch the goddamn post game (laughs) you don't even listen to what these people say get the fuck out of here it doesn't matter to you the only people who watch the post game are the radio broadcasters who have to talk about the post game the next day. That you will okay. choose to listen to instead, so that you know what happened on the post game without having to have watched it yourself. Damn right. <laughs> Let's be honest. No one's watching this fucking post game. Anyway,
1: uh, I turn it off the second it comes on.
0: Almost exclusively, it is. It is so the exact opposite tone of a football game. Like the juxtaposition drives me nuts. The crowd noise, the cheering, especially like the exuberance of like uh, some upset in a playoff game and then cut to a deathly silent soundstage where four old dudes in suits are like, and that was the Bills-Bengals game. Quite the upset, Jim, don't you say? It drives me nuts. Like, I I need something louder and more boisterous. Uh, Anywho.
1: What you need, Skip and... uh fuck what's his name shannon sharp oh fuck yeah that's
0: the one yep uh no thank you i would rather kill myself um yeah. yeah uh buffalo will now collect the 28th pick in the nfl draft uh that's the only one they got from the looks of it in the first round uh corin what do you think about buffalo going forward
1: they'll be fine
0: yeah, they are Probably. they're still the team to beat in the AFC East for sure. Um they will be until proven otherwise. We saw big steps forward from literally every team in the AFC East that's not the Bills. Uh they didn't step forward because they didn't need to or didn't have to. Um so I'm not saying that I'm worried about them necessarily, but if they want to maintain their uh dictatorship over the division, a la the uh the Chiefs, they will need to uh Improve in some way right now. I don't think they're being threatened for that top spot. But if the other teams in the division, any one of them, continues a linear progression, it might be a little bit more shaky going forward to be seen. Uh, but as of right now, there should be no real room for concern for the immediate viability of the bills. Yep, agreed. all right. That brings us to the last matchup of the divisional round. A game I think we were all pretty excited for because these two teams, every time they meet up, feels kind of fun and, and nifty. Uh, Niners, Cowboys. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers hosted the Dallas Cowboys. And what was a very quiet game, uh, where the Niners won 19 to 12. Uh, the first quarter, three points, the whole quarter, second quarter, uh, six points aside. Dallas got another three in the third quarter to tie the game. And then the fourth quarter, the Niners outscored him 10 to three. Brett Maher again missed a, an extra point, but outside of that was, uh, was on it. And he got his, uh, the other two field goals that he was asked to perform. Um,
1: It was a fucking doozy
0: too. Yeah, it was a, well, it was a blocked kick. I guess I should say it wasn't a, um,
1: a missed kick. Uh, it was going to be a missed kick. <laughs>
0: It was probably going to be a miss kick, but he's lucky he got blocked. Uh, the, the quarterback stat lines and I'll throw it over to Corwin. Uh, Dak Prescott, 23 for 37, 206 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, and a sack. That is a quarterback rating of 63.6. Uh, he also had four rushing attempts for 22 yards. Brock Purdy, the legend, continues, uh, 19 for 29, 214 yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. Uh, two sacks and quarterback rating of 87.4 and no rushing yards to speak of. Just eight of them. Uh, so what did you make of this game?
1: Uh, Dak is just not good. Um, that's just uh, a pretty definitive way to put it. He, um, he did not play well. Uh, I don't want to say Dak is not good and have it be a completely overarching statement over his entire career but there's something to be said about the playoffs coming and him completely falling apart. Um he he did not play up to snuff and uh that's really tough. That's really tough when he's the guy who has kind of elevated your offense all season long. Um we'll see, man. We'll see.
0: Um, sounds like these. I wish we had like a cough button, but yeah, uh, last week, last week, Dak's quarterback rating was (laughs) 143.3. Like really good. I mean, and this is what we were just talking about with like Daniel Jones last week to this week. It was Dak Prescott last week to this week. Um, and granted the quality of defenses in both instances took a pretty big leap week over week, but the, the, I mean, the turnovers are killer. The inability to get really almost any drives actually going is 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 not a good look, uh, especially when when your run game is 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 struggling. The fact that you know there's there's nothing going uh, in the air. I, I mean, Dak was tied for the second most rushing yards on his team. Zeke it's had ten good. rushes for twenty six yards, and then Prescott and Pollard each had twenty two yards. Uh, CD Lamb was fucking on it. 117 yards in the game. That man was the only offense this team had. Uh, And, you know, again, Brock Purdy and and the Niners didn't exactly light up the field. Elijah Mitchell was the leading rusher with 51 yards. Their leading receiver was uh, uh, George Kittle with 95, uh, which is a a hell of a fucking game. And he had a very memorable catch in the, I think that was the third quarter. Um, But, yeah. Purdy not turning... Could you imagine Purdy with all the same stats, essentially, or playing the game that he, he played, add in two interceptions? That's the difference. Dak is trying to elevate the level of play as best he can, which is admirable, but there, there, there is a lacking in ability there or in... I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is necessarily, but... It, He's he's playing them out of a position of success. Oh my god, dude! What are these faces?
1: Um, I wanted to talk about how Zeke has the worst contract in sports. Not maybe not sports, but in the NFL. Um, I know there's some albatrosses out there uh, with a lot of bad connotations attached, like um, Deshaun Watson or. You know Russell Wilson's, but Zeke is the fifth highest cap hit on the team going into next season, and he's gonna he has a cap hit of nearly seventeen million dollars, which is fucking insane for an ineffective running back. Um, something that jumped out to me even more. Do you ever? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Fifty million dollars. I was about to say, I I, I looked at it. Uh, yeah, million dollars, and his cap yeah. hit only goes up the year after that. Yeah, it, it's it. Uh, yeah, if dude. the
0: Cowboys were to cut Dak this offseason, it would cost them in dead cap eighty nine million dollars. That's eighty nine un. un- real so if they were and if they were to move on from 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 both Dak and zeke this offseason two players that have been catching much of the ire of the 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 cowboys faithful it would cost them a total of 100 million dollars in those two players
1: isn't it wonderful it's, it's great yeah it really is
0: I mean, I also love seeing Jerry Jones in pain. Like, I love the fact that Jerry Jones was hurting so bad. He felt the need to come down to the sideline mid-game and talk to Brett Maher.
1: I love that. Uh, Did he do that mid-game, or did he do that um, leading into, uh, fuck, what was it, Uh, the the warm-up going into the game?
0: I thought he did that during the game. Was I am I misremembering this either way? Honestly, it it really doesn't even matter. Like either way, the fact that Jerry Jones is like up there stewing in his angry old racist man anger is just like so, so rich of a taste. I love it. You piece of garbage. And you can't cut your players out of this one, Jerry, because it'll cost you a hundred million dollars.
1: I fucking love it.
0: Get fucked. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's tough because, like, the, 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 no individual performance on the um, Niners offense is, like, especially impressive. Uh, George Kittle aside, he had the one, the lone standout performance. Um, it really is just that they didn't make any, any, any mistakes. There was no turnovers to speak of. Whereas the Cowboys had, had two and they had, you know, a late one in the first quarter and a late one in the second quarter. And both times the uh, Niners, oh my God, uh, scored. They didn't score a ton. They got field goals off of each one. Both times they were able to score uh, from those turnovers. Then, you know, that really is the difference in the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, darn. The Cowboys lost in horrific fashion. I'm heartbroken.
0: It really is a stinger, isn't it?
1: I don't know how I'm going to be able to go to sleep tonight, knowing this is how it went down.
0: I've never slept an ounce in my life. Uh, lead tacklers, just to shout the defense, because this was by far a, a defensive game. Uh, both Deron Bland and Layton Vander Fet, Vander Esch, sorry, uh, of Dallas, collected eleven combined tackles. Uh, Fred Warner, the lead tackler for the uh, San Francisco, got nine. Uh, The biggest solo tacklers were, uh, well, Deron Bland and Fred Warner, who each had seven. And the tackle for loss leader was Demarcus Lawrence with two. And then both Fred Warner, uh, Jimmy Ward and Nick Bosa each had one uh, for the Niners. QB hits leader was Demarcus Lawrence with two. And uh, Samson Ebicom with two for uh, the San Francisco 4D Niners. Uh, Also, Damone clark had a fumble recovery there you go good oh and kelvin johnson him. of dallas had a forced fumble there you go
1: sure good why not
0: uh and then fred warner and Diam- diamador lenoir no idea if i'm pronouncing those names right so sorry uh each had an interception you were actually
1: a- correct on uh diamador lenoir
0: way to go may uh they each had a uh uh the each had one of the two interceptions from uh from dak and then jimmy ward also had two passes defended one of the things that's so impressive about reading out all of those names for all of those individual accomplishments is that for the 49ers it was it was a slew of different names
1: yeah almost no repetition unreal depth on defense unreal
0: and that's i mean it's it fucking shows man i mean and i know that i read out some things like you know a, a linebacker or a, a a nose tackle is not going to have interceptions like you know like that's an obvious positional disparity there but like the fact that you know even the disparity between the combined tackles and the tackles for losses or or all those types of things is all over the field whereas it was a little bit more closer together with with the the, the cowboys which is also not a fault uh just trying to p- highlight how ridiculous this fucking Niners defenses. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Man oh man, oh man. Man oh uh, man, oh man. The Cowboys have the 27th overall pick in the draft heading to the next year. That is the only first round draft pick that they have. How do you feel about the the Cowboys next season? Um
1: I think they're still going to be a good team. I think I think they're still going to be, you know, a, above 500, you know, fringe playoff team. Um I just don't know if they have a real ceiling um, compared to other teams with a young core that they can build around rather than trying to find young pieces in the draft that quote-unquote need to hit or bargain veteran free agents it'll be uh, it'll be interesting but
0: yeah kind of a kind of a weird 12 and 5 season that they had this year which obviously still had them in the wild card spot because the Eagles went 14-3. The NFC is at a pretty weak point right now, especially with the NFC South being such absolute garbage. The likelihood of the Cowboys being a playoff team next year is still pretty fucking high. It's just a matter of, I mean, what does it look like? Does it look like another really solid season where they just don't win the division because the Eagles had a better one? Or Mm -hmm. are, are they a team that kind of is getting by on like nine wins or so? It, it's really tough to pin down because it's tough to understand what Dak and Zeke are going to look like next year. That defense is really good, but see and CD lamb is so fucking incredible, but yeah, he is. The rest of it is just, it's a lot of question marks. Um, There's talent. There's absolutely talent. It's just how, how much and how, how far can to carry him?
1: Of course, you know, Mike McCarthy is such a great coach and is so good at maximizing talent around a, a you know, quote-unquote star quarterback that I'm, I'm i'm confident he will get it done
0: and and never never draws into conflict with anybody no, uh, not never. at all no he's such a likable guy
1: very very likable yeah
0: all right so uh looking forward our matchups in the afc we have the uh the chiefs hosting the Bengals. corman who do you have for that
1: game Chiefs Bengals AFC Championship game back to back years. I think if Kansas City was operating on all cylinders, I would favor them by a all touchdown. The,
0: all the cylinders.
1: All the cylinders. The fact that Patrick Mahomes might have a serious ankle injury impending his mobility, impairing his mobility. Um, I. I gotta, I gotta favor the Bengals by like three. The look I just got from Quinn, my goodness!
0: But you're picked the Bengals.
1: There I know be no it looks. was a, it was a shocked, very shocked look.
0: But, I don't think it'd be that shocking. Again, uh, I mean, like you said, the, the the Bengals are really showing themselves to be a much more stable team in the playoffs than teams like the Bills we would have expected to 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 be, especially in Joe Burrow's very short time in the league yeah you know, i saw a stat that joe burrow already has more playoff victories with the Bengals than the Bengals had playoff victories before drafting him they had yeah. five playoff victories in their entire existence and they currently have five playoff victories with joe burrow yeah. they're like is-
1: five and 19 pre joe burrow and joe burrow's five and one with the that only one loss, loss coming the in bowl. the super bowl <laughs> yeah
0: granted there there is the number of games that joe burrow gets the chance to play in now there was no wild card round uh you know like 15 fucking 20 years ago whenever boomer esiason was on the team (laughs) before (laughs) being just a another racist white guy on new york sports talk radio but uh regardless still it's wild um anyway point being they're very good Mm -hmm. and uh it is so suspect how the chiefs offense is going to perform incredibly suspect. And it really feels maybe unfairly, but it really feels if you just like murder Travis Kelsey, that offense will fall to pieces.
1: Yeah. um, Kadarius Tony is, you know, perpetually hurt by that hamstring that plagued him in New York. Um, Juju. I fucking love he's not the best fit in that offense and he's not really a guy I would entrust number one receiver capabilities or
0: his OPI in that game was so stupid. It hurt. (laughs)
1: Um, thank God, who else is there? Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. He's not a guy I'm scared of, Uh, Kelsey's the guy you're scared of on that team. Nobody else outside of, you know, Patrick Mahomes does, um, man then with Tyree kill we just they just had a different offense
0: a better one that's for sure
1: yeah I All mean happen you have you know the best wide receiver in the league and I get why they made the move but boy it's uh it's a huge what if
0: yeah not not and not to use too much of the transitive property that I employed in picking against the bills last week but I the Jags threw up 20 points on the Chiefs And I don't think that's a good sign if we're being honest here, Uh, because you know what? Hot take Bengals are better than the Jaguars.
1: They are. They they are without a doubt better than the Jaguars. Who would have thought?
0: And I got to say, I don't dislike either of these two teams. I think I'd be fine with either one advancing. Uh, but for the other side of things, Eagles, Niners, when, what will be certainly a confusing game to watch, uh, who do you got here?
1: I really think this could go down as being, you know, the game, uh, you know, that we look back and say that was probably the championship, uh, for sure. Um, I just, I don't know how to pick either one of those teams, um, I am going to pick the 49ers because they are an unbelievably talented and deep group. um and I think Brock Purdy can still do enough to, you know, not fuck it up, but the Eagles are, again, incredibly deep on both sides of the ball. And if their run game works with the handful of guys they have, then they're gonna be fucking a struggle to play against even if you know you have the best defense in the nfl but i'll take the 49ers by four
0: i uh my head says the eagles because of the difference at quarterback and exclusively for that Mm -hmm. reason my heart says the niners um like Brock Perry is going to find a way to have four touchdowns on about 120 yards, <laughs> like just a, a weirdly efficient game for, for that team. Uh, but no matter what, I mean, th- th- these are the matchups you want to see in the championship game. Oh, yeah. You know, like these no two teams, four teams, I should say going up against each other are the perfect matchups for each other based on their play styles too. You know, it, it sometimes feels like you see a, a juggernaut offense with kind of a middling defense face off against a juggernaut defense with kind of a middling offense. And it's like, oh, which one's going to bend or break? And it feels like in both of these instances, these two teams are are set up in kind of similar ways to each other. And it's really <laughs> kind of this, like, the stress test of, well, which one's going to do it better? You know, the, the uh, AFC matchups is very much so. We have murderers for quarterbacks. And are, and are relatively deep everywhere else. And, you know, how, how can we manage? And then on the NFC side of things, it's we've got two great defenses and two very efficient quarterbacks. And, you know, how, how are they going to stack up? And th- those are the most fun ones to see because it it really is like strength versus strength. You know, who's going to outlast in this sheer war of attrition? Um, <laughs> let, let the battle begin, baby.
1: I always find myself rooting for the 49ers whenever, you know, the NMC playoffs are, you know, on uh um, jerseys. Yeah, of course. I really think uh it would be hilarious working in Delco for a Eagles Super Bowl run. That would be hilarious. Um could be ugly if things turn south, which after the shit talk uh, from the Phillies Padres series, I I think I'd be okay with it. But they're going to crash and burn at some point, no matter what. So, hey, bring it on.
0: Bring it on to the streets.
1: (laughs) Bring it on to a movie. I don't know what the second one's called. (laughs) Bring it on to Electric Boogaloo.
0: I think that's Breaking. Breaking 2 is Electric
1: Boogaloo. It's a real movie. No, it's, uh, it's... Not just a meme. Oh, no, it's... It's... Uh... It's the fucking gigolo movie,
0: Deuce Bigelow, European. Gigolo.
1: Deuce, yeah, Deuce Bigelow.
0: No, break it, Breaking Two is Electric Boogaloo. I just googled it. Eat Shouldn't Die. Really? Yeah, Breaking right, Two, Electric Boogaloo. You're thinking of Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, which is the first one, and then Deuce yeah, Bigelow, oh, yeah. European gigolo, which is the second one. And I hate that I know that offhand. I hate how deep my knowledge of Rob Schneider movies is apparently. That I can recall both of those films and their differences and discrepancies off the rip.
1: You want to know what I know? Electric Boogaloo from because Uh, it's definitely not breaking. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've seen. I know all of your pop culture. You have known me for too long, and I have repeated the same comments and quips and anecdotes for like ten years.
0: The well has run dry.
1: The well has been dry
0: uh oh. um all right corwin anything anything on uh anything before we get out of here anything more about these matchups uh past um, present or future
1: no not nothing that comes to mind i'm sure there is the well, way, bring it on
0: too it's called bring it on again apparently which is really sad um yeah no i don't have anything else either uh hall, baseball hall of fame stuff got announced today as we're recording this which is which is wednesday so uh whatever we'll probably bring that up next week um as always the week between the super bowl and uh the championship games is uh the uh pro bowl so we'll have a little bit more breathing room to talk about um spare other sport topics uh, in the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks um and, we'll, and like i said previously we'll talk about the uh the new pro bowl the new rules and all that type of stuff and talk about you know what's going on with them? but yeah uh, in the meantime if you'd like to follow the show on Twitter you can do so at JuicingPod if you'd like to follow Corwin on Twitter you can do so at Corwin Heller if you'd like to follow myself on Twitter you can do so at Tracy if you'd like to send emails to the show you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com and until uh, next Thursday you all have a good one
1: bye